Hey friends, welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Bellward. Our purpose in this podcast is to guide you to receive God's grace and truth, and then to equip you to pass that grace and truth on to your children. I'm so glad that you're here today. Today, I have a guest with me, Stephanie Thurling, who is a great friend of Connected Families and recently wrote a book called Raising Prayerful Kids. Praying with your children might be hard. Teaching them how to pray might feel a little bit daunting for me. Knowing how to answer the questions my kids asked around prayer was sometimes kind of hard. Well, I have been looking forward to today's podcast. So let me introduce Stephanie and then I'll bring her on. Steph Thurling is co-founder of Raising Prayerful Kids a ministry that equips parents to pray with their kids in meaningful ways. She has a master's degree in youth, family, and culture from Fuller Theological Seminary, and she worked with youth ministry for several years before deciding to stay home with her kids. A couple of them, we're going to hear about it. Stephanie, welcome to Connected Families Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. So Stephanie, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but the first time that I met you was when I interviewed you and your husband, because I think you had received coaching from Connected Families and we were videotaping it and it ended up in the discipline that connects with your child's heart online course right now. That was really fun. Yeah. I remember that was it. a while ago, but yes, yes. That was the first time we met. <laughs> I think maybe then you only had two kids. And we had three, but Harriet was very small. <laughs> was very, okay. So introduce your family and the ages of your kids right now. Yes. Yeah, so I'm married to Trevor uh-huh. and then we have three kids. Calvin is 10. He's in fifth grade. Griffin is eight. He's in second grade. And then Harriet's six and she's in first grade. And she's six. Yes. So I think I was right at the beginning of my connected families time that I got to interview with the two of you. That was really good times. And so you took discipline that connects you just to, your family is a great friend of connected families and you've been along the journey with us. And, and so you wrote a book around prayer. And so why don't we just start off with that? Like, what were your experiences as a mom that led you to write this book and then start the ministry raising prayerful kids? Yeah. So I started the ministry with my friend, Sarah. She lives in California. We actually met when I was working out in California, but we both have ministry background. She's always worked in children's ministry. I always worked in youth ministry. And so when we became moms, we had a lot of our friends coming to ask us questions about how to do faith with their kids or how to answer questions or how to take what they're getting at church and bring it home. Because they were like, you're the expert. You tell us how to do this. Uh, You have the MA. Yeah. (laughs) One of my friends, specifically, one of my friends asked how to pray with her daughter. She Her daughter was in kindergarten, and she was kind of a newer believer, yeah. just stepping into the faith. And she basically like cornered me after church and was like, Charlotte wants me to pray with her. And I don't know how I didn't really know how to answer her at that time, but I started looking for resources for her. And there weren't a lot of books or websites or anything out there about praying with your kids. Yeah, There's a lot out there about praying for your kids, but Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot about with your kids and how to teach your kids to do that. And so God just really put it on my heart to start this ministry and create this book. And he told me to invite Sarah along. So we've been doing it for five-ish years. And when was the book published? March, March of 2020. Yeah, it's brand new. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah, And it's available anywhere and it will be in our show notes so people can get their hands on it. We're going to talk more about the book and what's in the book because what I love about it is that it gives really practical tools. Like parents are going to be able to like open up a page and be like, oh, I can do that. 
I'm going to go try that today. Pick it up and go. Yeah, right. And we're going to give some examples of that. But, you know, everything we do here at Connected Families starts with what's going on in me. (laughs) And that's that's our main question when we're looking at our Connected Families framework. And so I think anytime we have faith conversations with our children, that's also the place to start. And why I think it can be hard when we are thinking about prayer and we're trying to, you know, just figure out how to teach our children what prayer is. And so I wonder what your journey is for that and how you have grown in your prayer life over your parenting years. Sarah and I say all the time that the best part about writing this book and running this ministry is that we're held accountable to have really deep prayer lives. We really, I mean, we started this ministry thinking we would teach kids to pray and it really has transformed our own prayer lives because prayer is so important to the faith and it can be happening all the time. It doesn't have to look a specific way or sound a specific way. I think parents can get caught up in that sometimes, and it can be really hard because prayer is vulnerable. And so the idea of praying with your kids out loud might be really scary to you, but it doesn't have to be. And starting, if you're not used to praying out loud, starting with your kids is a great place to start because kids are really open-minded. So it can be a really good way to deepen your prayer life by praying with your kids. But I think over my, the years in my faith, I started praying quietly in my head, you know, and then I remember running into leadership positions where I'd have to pray for people and I would write my prayers down on a piece of paper. And then I would be like looking down and reading my prayers. And I was like, well, maybe since I'm looking down, people think I'm just closing my eyes and making it up. You know, I wasn't comfortable with the idea of just praying out loud without something rehearsed because I had the idea it was supposed to be perfect. The closer I got with Jesus, the more I realized it's not about perfection. It's about Mm -hmm. communication. And it is just about hearing from God and speaking with God and just laying whatever is on your heart to him and crying Mm -hmm. out to him. And that's what he cares about, not what it looks like or sounds like. That's exactly right. And I know in my journey, it was, I need to define the rhythms of my day yeah. That felt really natural to just talk to God. And so, and that changed over the years. And especially over my parenting years, there was a time when the only exercise I got was the treadmill downstairs in our basement. And I remember that was, that just kind of became my talking with God time. And there was something about, you know, big muscle movement and, and, you know, it was like the blood flowing through my body. I just had the most beautiful you know, conversations kind of like, you know, just prayer, just pouring out my heart to the Lord about all of the things. And so even on walks, but I love how you talked about it just being in your head. So can you tell me just a little bit more about what that looks like on your, in your daily life? Is it like throwing up prayers just all day long? Well, so I start the day praying in my bed mm-hmm. with my coffee because I'm not a morning person. And so yeah. And I tell people this all the time because I think parents also have this, especially moms have this idea that you have to wake up before your kids and have your Bible study. And that's the Mm -hmm. only way to start your day. Yeah, That does not work for me, but I do need to connect with God and just start my day on a good point. So I just lay there and I have a little silent prayer in my head, just saying like, help me to be the mom I need to be today and to Mm -hmm. like keep my heart focused where it needs to be. That's how I start my day. And it is just praying throughout my day. I pray. I bless my kids in the morning when I send them off to school. Then I do my Bible study later in my prayer journal <laughs> and all of my things. But yeah, throughout the day, I love praying on the treadmill too. It's yep. like 
my favorite time to pray. I pray. Oh, yay. Okay. Unloading the dishwasher. Yeah. Pray for people like as I do that, yeah. folding clothes, because I'm really bad at laundry. So I like pray <laughs> for whose I'm whose clothes I'm folding. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Tiny that's little like- socks aren't as annoying when you're praying for the feet that go in the sock. Oh, I love that idea. And it reminds me of a friend of mine. Her teenage son really likes his clothes ironed. Like his shirts really like crease. And so she's like, you know, I hate ironing, but I really want to give it as a gift to him. And so what I do is I pray for him in those minutes while I iron his shirt out of a like gift of love, like service act of love for my son. I love that. Yeah. That's like perspective on the tasks that are not so fun for us. Right. I mean, we're supposed to do all of those things without grumbling and for the Lord. And sometimes it's really, really hard. Yeah. (laughs) It is. But if you incorporate prayer, it makes it easier. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because we do have a heart for our kids. You know, in the beginning of your book, you wrote a couple of sentences that I want to read because they speak so deeply to our foundation. I'm, I'm referring to our Connected Families Framework again, and just understanding who God is in our lives. So let me read it. And then I'd love you to just explain it a little bit more to share. It says, the further I walk into my parenting journey, the more aware I am of my deep need for Jesus. I can't parent out of my own strength. I just don't have it in me. <laughs> I don't either. But when I rely on Jesus and turn to him in prayer, my parenting changes. I'm softer, yet stronger, quieter, but heard. There is freedom in knowing that I'm not parenting alone because the creator of the universe is ready and willing to help. Oh man, Stephanie, that is so good. And I even have tears in my eyes as I read it. As you read that, I'm like, (laughs) that was good. It was It's true. We need the reminder every day. We so do because we do fail and we don't have, you know, God gives us all that we need. He gives it to us. We don't have it in ourselves. Okay. I'm, I'm commentating on it. I want you to <laughs> tell me more about what was just the spirit and the experiences under how you wrote that. So that I wrote immediately after a situation is in the book also in that same part where Trevor was traveling for work. He was in grad school at the time. We knew he was going to be getting laid off from his job. It was just like, he was gone a lot. It was a really, really stressful time. The kids were much younger. I think I was sick at the time and it was just dinner, dinner Mm -hmm. time, which is dinner. Yes. (laughs) Either a great time or a not great time. (laughs) It was not a great time that night. And I was not helping the situation because I was stressed and I was just barking orders at them. Like they mm-hmm. were just getting like chastised for. Yeah. And Harriet, who was two or three at the time, came up and she just said, Mommy, are you nice or mean? And Ooh. it just like floored me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am so sorry. And I just stopped and I hugged her and I prayed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, I can't do this without you. Like I don't, I cannot do this right now. And God was really faithful in that moment and gave me the peace that I needed to be peace for my family and to Mm -hmm. shepherd them well and to have a decent dinner time and bedtime. Yeah. (laughs) Because I couldn't do it alone. And I feel like that was years ago. And I still do that. Just the other night, we had a really rough homework night Mm -hmm. and had to stop. It wasn't going well. I had to stop, pull myself away, say a prayer, go back and try again. And God's grace is new in every single moment. Amen. 
And at Connected Families, we call that a do-over, which you know very well what a do-over is. I have a lot of (laughs) (laughs) do-overs. Yeah. Do-overs have so much of the gospel that we are failed. Like we will fail. We are sinners. We will sin. And yet there is grace abundant for me to step away and check in with God and receive just fresh peace, fresh, all of the things, and then go back and apologize and reconcile with our kids and say, can I do it again? I love it. Harriet once told me she was like, she keeps me very humble. She (laughs) said, you're just the type of mommy that messes up a lot. But it's okay because Jesus always forgives you and I do too. (laughs) (laughs) That dear child. (laughs) These kids, they keep us humble and oh, we love them so much. Okay. Well, so I don't know about you, Stephanie, but as I have learned to just have that kind of conversational prayers throughout the day with God, it has really helped me be able to teach my kids about prayer. Would you say that is true? And what are other things that have just helped you to teach your kids? Yeah, I think that has definitely helped because I think what we need to keep in mind is that we're not Christians, you know, just at church on Sundays. Like we're mm-hmm. Christians all the time. Mm-hmm. Faith is part of our life woven into every moment of every day because it's who we are yeah. and Christ is in us. And the same goes for prayer. And I think it's really powerful to show our kids that prayer doesn't have to be right before we eat food. And right before we go to bed and right when we wake up, you know, like it's not supposed to be that way. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be just communication. So I think the more that we can model that for our kids, the more we're setting them up for a really strong prayer life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, let's dive into your book because I love how it's divided into three sections. It's prayer games, focused prayers, and contemplative prayers. And, and so in each one of those categories are lots of different activities and exercises that parents can use. So let's do prayer games first. I'd love you to just pick like two of them maybe and share about how you guide parents in those two different activities. We're going to go to a break after that, and then we'll come back and do the other two also. So start off with prayer games. Yeah. So we divided our book into these categories so that they go kind of like easiest to hardest, even though I don't really like that description. Okay. But prayer games are really, really easy. Like they're super approachable. If you're new to prayer, they're a really good place to start because they don't mm-hmm. require a lot of prep or focus or anything like that. And one of my favorites in there is the grateful game. And it is literally the easiest way you'll ever pray with your kids. Cause you just say, thank you, God for something. Yeah. So we do it in the car a lot where My kids will kind of argue or bicker in the car or they start to get bored Mm -hmm. if we have a longer drive. And so we'll just start saying, thank you, God, for our minivan or thank you, God, for our juice boxes or wherever we're going. And we just go in a circle and just praise God for really simple things. When they were little, sometimes it was really funny. When they were really little, sometimes we would get like some potty talk in there and it's like, okay, (laughs) we're just going to run with this. But (laughs) it's a great way to practice. Thankful for laughs that we can have joy together. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to show our kids that God's a God of joy Mm -hmm. and he designed us to be grateful and to praise him in the when we really get in that habit, it starts to just be woven into your family so that you're always praising God. And when you have to praise God for big things or hard things, it doesn't feel foreign because you're so used to it. You know, you're doing it every day with your kids. So 
We love that one. I love that because there's so much brain science around gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many verses in the Bible about it. We're instructed to give thanks in all things. Whoa, that's quite the challenge, but that's what it says. And so this is such a great start for our kids to get that practice going of looking at our world and being grateful for it. And actually, you know, we have this course and workshop that I gave a lot at different MOPS groups, but it's around entitlement. Gratitude is the opposite of entitlement. So as we're teaching our kids to think about life and what we're so grateful for, they're not spending so much time on what they don't have or what they want. So there's a lot around gratitude. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Entitlement is like one of my parenting triggers. It just makes me really, yeah, really upset. Yeah. So the grateful game is we do work on that. Like if our kids are acting entitled, we're like, and switch to the grateful game. Yep. It's helpful. It just resets all of our hearts. Sometimes you're just grumpy. Just yeah. Have, everyone has grumpy days. Yes. And the grateful game really helps to counteract that. Yeah. And it also says, teaches our kids that God is the provider of all good things. We're, we're being grateful. We're giving thanks to God for all of these little things that he's given to us that we are thankful for. Right. I love it so much. Is there another one? Yeah. So I really like one of them that I really like for this time of year and entering the fall season is yeah. the paper prayer chain. And we started this in our house. We started as a countdown to, I don't know what we were counting down to, but we were making a paper chain and I thought, oh my gosh, we could add names on here for our kids to, or names or things for our kids to be praying for. And so we'll just cut out strips of paper and whoever they want. I let the kids pick who and what they want to pray for. And so we just write it on each link of the paper chain and you can hang it somewhere in your house where you can all see it. Yeah, It's great to put in their bedroom. So at night you can be reminded to pray for the people who are on their hearts. It's a great way to kind of figure out who they're thinking about, you know, who's on their hearts, what's on their mind. Yeah. Tell you and you can write it out and see. And it's just a good, it's a good way to start the habit of a prayer list or a prayer journal for yeah. really younger kids uh-huh. in a way that's a lot more fun and colorful. Yeah, right. I like it. And we've done it last year for Thanksgiving. We were so excited to go see family. Mm-hmm. So we started a countdown. So every day they would each get a new link at breakfast and we would put down someone that we were praying for that we were going to be seeing at Thanksgiving. And we just kind of like watched our link, our chain get longer as we were praying for these people every day. Okay. So let me get it clear though. So you would have breakfast and everyone would get a, a link, a piece of paper, and they would write on it who uh-huh. they would like to pray for that day. And then they would attach it to the chain. Yep. And then every day it would grow. And then, so I'm assuming then at breakfast, you would pray for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's really great. I love it. Okay. So we've covered prayer games. We have two more sections of the book that you can tell us some of the activities in it. But before that, we're going to run to a break. So everybody just hang on. Well, I've felt overwhelmed with parenting at times. I bet you do too. Totally normal, right? I also know that I'm a good mom and you are too. You've got some amazing parenting strings. Your best mom or dad instincts are exactly what your kids need. But to parent in the best way possible, you need to know what your parenting strengths are. We all have parenting strengths 
And let's be honest, we have room for improvement. So at Connected Families, we wanna help you key in on both of those areas to help you get a good grip on your strengths and maybe a couple of ways that you can improve. We've designed a 24 question multiple choice assessment that will both challenge and encourage you. You'll come away with confidence about your strengths as well as practical ideas about how to improve. Go find out, take the free Parenting Strengths Assessment. It's on our website under resources, actually the free resources section. Well, the assessment will take about 10 minutes to complete and you'll have your results emailed to you with an overview of your strengths and areas to improve. Okay, who doesn't like an assessment? Get all the information in our show notes. All right, everybody, we're back after the break, and I'm here with Stephanie Thurling, who is the co-author of the book, Raising Prayerful Kids. She's one of our community. She's actually even in the Discipline That Connects With Your Child's Heart online course, like in the video series when I interviewed her and her husband, Trevor. And so I'm just grateful to have you here on the podcast, Stephanie, and talking about your book. So in the first half, we talked about the section of your book where you give parents ideas for prayer games. And now we want to move on to the section called focused prayers. So can you explain what a focused prayer is? And then let's jump into one of your examples of how parents could do that with their kids. Yeah. So prayer games are just like really fun, easy. You can just do them whenever. Focus prayers are also really easy, but they might require a little more practice from kids or a little more thought from you. They're just a little, they go just a smidgen deeper okay. than the prayer games do. Yeah. So they're all in the middle of our book. One of our favorite ones that we like to do, and I do this every morning, is blessing your kids. I just think it's a really, really powerful tool to use in parenting. A blessing is just speaking good words over your kids. And Mm so in our family, we usually, I usually combine some sort of scripture with some sort of truth or encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I bless my kids every morning before they go to school. And I started because I felt like morning time can get really rushed and stressful. Mm -hmm. And especially now that they're school age, we used to just bless in the morning when they were really little, just to kind of start our day after breakfast. But now when they're off to school, I feel like sometimes by the time they get up and get dressed and we get breakfast and their shoes on, which takes way too long and get out the door, you know, I'm like, (laughs) shoes on. Yes. It's just a whole thing. (laughs) Um, But I'm like, did I even really connect with my kids before Mm -hmm. I sent them off for eight hours to be with somebody else. And so I love blessing my kids because I put my hands on them and I get down on their level and I look at them and I, I, I bless them. So our blessings usually start by saying, may the Lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you and give you peace. And may you always know how much God loves you from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. And then I'll add something else to each individual kid, but it's just a great way to connect with your kids yeah. And it doesn't take any more time because you're already probably saying like, bye, I love you. Have a good day. Yeah. yeah. Instead of that, it's just a little more intentional and yeah. really starts your day well and focuses your kids' hearts on Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, I love that. And I can just imagine the eye contact. We're getting ready here at Connected Families and preparing a sensitive and intense online course. That's Sensitive Intense Kids is the name of it. And so I actually was just reviewing yesterday the section that Lynn Jackson, our co-founder, wrote on eye contact and just how bonding that is and how it just grows deep attachment with your kids. So yeah. what a sweet moment. Well, I think it's so is. easy to go through your day that you're like, oh my gosh, did I even look at my kids today? Yeah. Like you know, right in the eyes. Like I see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, did I really, really look at them mm-hmm. or did I just kind of, you know, yeah. Get stuff done. Yeah. I mean, I love getting stuff done. Yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> I think your kids really forces you to, to do that and to do yeah. it in a way that is really Christ centered. Yeah. I like that. Can we do one more focused prayer? When my kids were really little, we did a lot of art projects. Yeah. Lots of painting, you know, painting pumpkins, painting canvases, lots of sidewalk chalk. And so we really used that time to pray too. And this is, it can kind of feel awkward to do this, but I would basically turn on some worship music and be like, okay, we're going to worship God with our art because God is creative and we are his favorite creations, but he loves to create things and he loves when we create things. And so we're going to we're going to worship God now. And I would maybe read a Bible story and we would kind of just reflect on that in art or just pray and say, God, we just want to worship you today and just praise you for everything that you do by creating. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just give my kids space to do what they want to do with their art project. And sometimes it's really powerful and great. And they're like, wow, I had this amazing revelation and I drew this awesome thing. And then sometimes like I drew a penguin because I like penguins. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. But then I say, that's so cool. Isn't it awesome how God made penguins to be such funny animals? Our world would be a lot sadder if we didn't have penguins in it. You know, so I kind of change that conversation a little bit and it's not super deep sometimes feels awkward because it's not a way that we usually talk with mm-hmm. our kids. You know, mm-hmm. you have to kind of change your language a little yeah. bit to make craft time a prayer time. Yeah. But I think it's really a powerful way to say that we can be worshiping God in everything that we do. Again, it doesn't yes. have to be when we're sitting quietly with mm-hmm. our eyes closed, you know, mm-hmm. it can be while we're doing arts and crafts. Oh, I love that. You know, and it reminds me of when we're trying to do new things and we talk about this here at Connected Families, if it's a do-over or whatever it is, like, hey guys, I heard this idea and I kind of want to try it out. You know, I'd love to put on some music and and so kind of prep it with, hey, let's try this new idea. And we do that once and, you know, and there's probably going to be one that's a little bit like, huh, fine, you know, and then there'll be the other one that's like, okay, I love art. Let's try this, (laughs) you know. Right? When you have more than one child. But I love what you said about the language of it. Like it's a different language at first, but the more we do it, it becomes our language. I mean, I'm just sure that's the same with gratitude, right? Like it's a it's a practice. We're growing our hearts of gratitude and it to come out in words. And so it, it doesn't come super easy and fast at the beginning. Right. And that's why I really like to share about art as prayer with parents, because I just like to point out that there are some clunky things you're going to do uh-huh. and you might feel a little uncomfortable, but one of your kids may love it. Even if you feel really awkward about it, your kids are so much more open-minded. Yeah. So they're not going to think it's as weird as you do. And mm-hmm. if, if you have a kid or two that loves it, then you've now done something that you can keep practicing. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just thinking outside the box and doing something totally new for you that can be really powerful for your oh, kids. 
I love it because it speaks to our kids are, they all have different personalities and we all connect with God different. Like, okay, Stephanie, you and me, it's on a treadmill. (laughs) Everyone experiences and connects with God in different ways. And so I love that. Yeah. I've been at churches where they've had artists in the back, like painting during the sermon, Me too. you know? And so why we can do that with our kids too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. The third section of your book, I should say that on each of these sections, we're just mentioning a couple of the ideas that you have. There's many, many for each of these sections. So the last one is contemplative prayers. So tell me more about that. Maybe define contemplative for people who aren't sure what that even means. And then, and then give us some examples. Yeah. So it's a type of prayer that is just a little more thoughtful. There's a lot of history behind contemplative prayers. Some of the most common ones would be like a Lectio Divina, which is a very prayerful way of reading scripture. And we walk you through how you can do that with your kids, which can be really, really powerful. Can Um, you say more about that? Because I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So it's a prayerful reading of scripture. And so it's not a Bible study. It is when you pick a part of scripture and you read it mm-hmm. and you just, you, you pray and you're like, Lord, speak to me through the scripture. And so you'll read through it and then you'll pick a part that really stood out to you. And then you read that part again. And then you just spend time really meditating on it and praying over it and saying, God, what are you saying through this yeah. passage? And so I do it with my kids when they were little, I would do it in the morning when I wasn't really ready to be up, you know, and they have a really early wake up and you're like, it is five o'clock yeah. I just pull out my phone in the Bible app and read <laughs> a piece of scripture. Like Psalm 23 is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I talked about that one in the book where my son was feeling really afraid at, at, at the time. And so mm-hmm. we went over Psalm 23 and he really picked out different parts of that Psalm that said like, yeah. I don't have to be afraid. God is yes. with me. The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. I shall not want. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a way to really just really reflectively and quietly read scripture with your kids and let the Holy Spirit move through it because God's word is alive and active. Yeah. It is today and it can be for our kids too. We just have to teach them how to read scripture in that way. Was it a Latin word? I don't know why I haven't heard. What was the name of it that you called it? Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina. Yeah. And it started in like the 1700. I mean, okay. when people were not literate, yeah, they and the monks were literate, they would start reading scripture to people. And that's yeah. kind of how it started. And they have this whole, I mean, when you do it with adults, there's a whole way of doing it. That's sure. more of a formula that you follow. Okay. But with the kids, you kind of have to be a little more flexible. Yes, of course. As yes. you are with all of these things, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, because we're that. just giving them little tidbits that they can grow into. Right. Right. Yeah, I like that. Well, we're coming to the end of our podcast today, but I'd like to talk about pitfalls that parents experience as they teach their children how to pray, because there are pitfalls. So what would you say are some of them? Perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I think that is probably number one. A lot of parents have an idea of what prayer is supposed to look like. And so when it doesn't look that way, they get really frustrated when it's not quiet, when they're praying for something that seems really silly Yeah, and you want them to be serious. You know, when you're sitting there and you're like, I really want you to pray for your sick grandma, but they're praying for the puppy next door. Like, yeah. you're like that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But 
there's room for all of those requests and everything that your kid brings to God is important to God. Yeah. And they will grow in their prayer life. It is not about perfect prayer or perfect parenting. It's about pointing our kids to a perfect savior. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're communicating with that perfect savior, like that's what their prayer life is supposed to look like. Yeah. I think definitely perfectionism and stubborn kids. Ooh, say more about that. <laughs> There's always a kid who doesn't want to pray and is just like, yeah. nope, not going <sighs> to do that. Or like will not try the different activities. Yeah. And that can be really hard. We have at least one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm very stubborn, so they get it from me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be real. Yes. <laughs> they get it from me. Um, but our middle guy, Griffin, he never wanted to pray when he was little. He mm-hmm. just would not. And then he went through. And so I told him, like, okay, that's fine, but I'm gonna pray for you because that's what we do in this mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And then he went through a phase where he was like, no, you can't even pray for me. So we started doing the Lord's Prayer with him and taught him how to memorize that really slowly and kind of turned it into like a fun game to memorize. And he loved that. To this day, he's still every night, even when he's really tired, does the Lord's Prayer. He starts it. He prayed. I was at their chapel at school and he prayed in front of the entire school. You know, I just never thought that would happen, but we just found something that worked for him. Yeah. And the Lord's Prayer is what that was. Yeah. So it took time. And not giving up, but yeah, yeah, I love that. I think one of the call it a pitfall, the struggle. I think is that I had a. I mean, my kids are older now, so I have my my oldest is first year in college, right? And so as they get older, they start to experiencing experience God different, and they start to see see life. I guess see life a little bit more. And so I always found it really difficult when I got the. Well, why should we pray for this relative who's sick? Because we prayed for the one before and then they didn't get better. What? That one just is like a dagger to the stomach, right? As for a parent. And that was a hard question to answer for sure. My answer was we don't know. We don't know. God has lots of plans and purposes. And we, you know, his ways are higher than our our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That's in Isaiah 55. And so we can't understand everything, but we can't, what we can do is we can know the character of God. We can know that he is all powerful and that he is the creator of all of us. And, and we can know that we need him. We need him. And so without him, I have no hope. And so when I want to bring my feelings and my emotions and my care and concern for this person we love, to God, because without that, what would I do? <laughs> so yeah, so answering some of those questions was hard. Yeah. And just just the doubt walking through the doubt time with kids, I think can be really hard. And one thing that that I learned is that man, that was a time for me to really go back to my foundation of what's going on in me, because there can be a lot of anxiety around that. Like, what if my child is not taking my faith? What if they don't believe in God? Like, what if that lasts forever? What, you know, like that's scary as a mom to think about that. Um, But my anxiety is not going to want my child is not going to make my child want to like gravitate to the Lord. Like, Oh, mom's scared about that. So I'm just going to embrace faith completely. It doesn't work that way. So it was just such a time to practice 
God is in control. It's actually way back up to that beautiful paragraph that you wrote that I have got to count on God that he is parenting my child right along with me. So when they're resisting prayer and resisting faith, that God's in control and he is parenting them and walking them through this faith journey. And I know 100% he's at work in their lives. And so his timing is not my timing. I have to rest in that. It's just a million little moments of learning to let go. And you have to let go of your kid's faith too at a certain point, you know, like you have to give them the tools, everything that you can and just Mm -hmm. pray faithfully for them. But know that at the end of the day, they're God's first and Jesus's and he's the one who's going to capture their hearts. Yeah. And it's not all on you. Right. It is not all on us. And so we take these steps and we, you know, use all of the ideas that you have in the book to just, to just fill our days with faith and fill our days with prayer. And ultimately they have to make a choice themselves. Yeah. And that's it. Here's my last question, Stephanie. What is your hope for families who use this book? Our hope for families who use this book is that there would be like generations impacted for the kingdom of heaven because prayer is the gift you can give your kids that they can take into eternity with them. You know, that will influence the way they grow up and then parent their own kids. And maybe they parent their own kids, you know, prayer impacts generations. And so we really want people who read this book to grow closer to their kids, Mm -hmm. closer to their spouses, you know, closer together as a family unit while bringing themselves closer to Jesus and just really setting a foundation of faith in their home. I love that. I love that. And that's why we had you on the podcast because we very much feel the same way here at Connected Families. And we love having you as part of our community. Everybody go and grab Stephanie Thurling's book. You co-wrote it with who? Sarah Holmstrom. Yeah. And it's on Amazon. It's all the places. It's called Raising Prayerful Kids. You can get that book like anywhere you want to buy a book. (laughs) It's sold there. Stephanie, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. Interested in taking our free parenting assessment to find out what your parenting strengths and maybe some things you could tweak are? Find it on our website. It's under the resources tab in the free section. Yep, I said the section. There's lots of free stuff over there. Well, we have lots of resources that you can check out on our website. We also have all of the links to all the things mentioned in today's podcast in our show notes. Well, if this podcast was helpful, consider sharing it with a friend. Those steps are so helpful to spread God's grace and truth to more parents. For more information about Connected Families, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or go to connectedfamilies.org. I will see you next time.